guys and welcome to the Young Lioncast with me, your host, Rob Goodwin and Chris O'Brien. How are you, Chris? It's so weird being on the Young Lion podcast and not introducing. I'm so sorry. I, f- I feel slightly bad for you now. Um... <laughs> to be fair, I took it from you to begin with. You know what this is like? This is like how in, um, Uncharted copied Tomb Raider and then Tomb Raider copied Uncharted. This is kind of what's happening. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's plagiarism on top of plagiarism, I feel. Um, yeah. But yeah, we've decided to sort of reintroduce the Young Lion cast because me and Chris missed not talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, didn't we, Chris? Yeah, because Jesus Christ getting gapped was hard. It was hard. It's really hard. It is. And the man like, is very set in his ways. <laughs> Impact's the best thing. I like Gap. <laughs> Oh poor Garth! Come, come and sit over here and watch an Okada match, Garth. And then he's like, "I remember Okada when he was in TNA," and everyone's like, "No, Garth, don't if, bring it up." If it, if he ever watched Ishii versus Keith Lee, he'd probably shit his pants. Probably has, in fairness. Um, <laughs> God, God, I hope Garth doesn't listen to the intro to this podcast. <laughs> so, fair, whenever one of us are away, we slag off the one who's not here. So. I can imagine. I can imagine. Um. So yeah, this is going to be a weekly thing, ladies and gentlemen, where we just talk about New Japan. If there's a show, we'll review it. If not, we'll just talk about things, New Japan, maybe review some classic matches, things like that, just to keep things a little bit fresh and basically to give us a little bit of an out, sort of an outsource to talk about New Japan, which is what we like to do. So on the agenda today... And if today, we can push Rob, we could get him to watch some stardom. You're not going to be able to get me to do that, Chris. I'll let you use my login. Just watch some. That's that's not why I'm not going to watch it, Chris. <laughs> why it, not? It's not the login issues I've got an issue with. It's the right. Why not? It's the fact that now I watch WWE. I don't know why, but I watch WWE. I was about to say, drop that, and you can watch Star the Music. Um, NXT. Drop that, and you can watch. Fair. Um, AW starts. Tonight, oh my god, it starts tonight, Chris. <laughs> Tonight's the night. <laughs> um, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. I, I can't physically fit anything else in. And I'm not being funny. If you, because let's be honest, was the last time WWE did anything good, it was Kofi. So like, just if you drop that, I and mean, then you can watch like some good shit. <laughs> but I can't do that, Chris, because Helena Cell is on Sunday, and Bray Wyatt is in the main event. When was the oh, last so time that, that Bray explains, Wyatt was in the main event? That really explains why you've been watching. It's, it's exclusively a fiend thing. You're it's, a fiend for a fiend. I'm just so glad that everyone else likes Bray Wyatt now. No, one, no, everyone likes Bray Wyatt. It's just WWE booked him into the ground. He is a walking example of the lack of direction of creative at the time, wasn't he, really? He's a walking example of turning shit into goals. He was at 100%. Um, so, back to New Japan, anyway. And we were originally going to start with a review of King King of Pro Wrestling in a couple of weeks' time. But instead, we've decided to, because there is quite a lot going on in the world of New Japan at the moment with the Young Lion Cup and the, de- the finished now Destruction Tour. And, of course, the American shows, the Fighting Spirit Unleashed shows as well on the East Coast. So we're going to do... Little bits of reviews for them, and then we're going to give you a little bit of a preview for what looks like an absolutely stellar King of Pro Wrestling card. Um, you're out for that, Chris. Are you ready? 
<laughs> yes, I'm just about ready. Are you buzzing for this shit? I, I'm, I've drank so much coffee today that I'm shaking so much that I'm not quite in this ethereal plane. <laughs> Love it. Okay, so we're going to start, Chris, with the Young Lions. Now, the 12th Young Lion Cup has been wrapped up. It has been won by Carl Fredericks of the LA Dojo. Before we start anything on the Young Lions, are you surprised at all that it is an LA Dojo graduate that's won the Young Lion Cup? No, they're really trying to put them over. It's been... Like, you saw from the G1 finals that they're trying to get a gang war going here, so having an outsider... Because the American young lines are being quite disrespectful. They're obviously trying to get this thing going. So, and no, not really. Like, the, because all the other young lines, but, like, someone like Renneri or Shoumino, they already have that feather in their cap, and any other young line sort of isn't quite there. So giving it to an American talent, getting a guy you know is probably the be- is probably the best bet for the Young Lion Cup. Yeah, I agree. I think <laughs> it went over a bit flat in Kobe. I'm not gonna lie. Um, when Fredericks run won, I think everyone in the entire place was expecting um, Umino to win, and then Fredericks won. But Fredericks looks incredibly good. Fredericks does. He he looks like a beast. He's a fucking machine. He already looks like a star. Already. Is, is he the one who throws the... Um, I, I, I didn't watch the undercards for these. Is he the one who throws the unbelievably amazing spear? Um, I could not tell you off the top of my head um, because I've watched so many Young Lion matches at the moment that they're all just merging into one slightly. We do. We are, we are the same match. So. Speaking of the match quality, though, Chris... The Young Lion Cup has been really, really good watching. Some of these matches, and I've highlighted two in particular that really, really, I was really, really impressed with. And there was a match on the Destruction in Kagoshima card uh, from the 16th of September. And it opened the card, and it was Yuyo Emra defeating Clark Connors at 9 minutes 31 with a Boston Crab. I gave it seven stars. This was such a great match. Such... There were such dynamics between the two of them. Clark Connors is a star in the making already. I mean, oh my God, the man just walks into the. He's he's like almost like MJF. People just automatically hate him. He's got such heat, but in the ring, he's brilliant. And him and Uemra had such great chemistry. There was a moment just as he was delivering um, some manner of sort of suplex, and Uemra just yelled in Clark Connors' face. It was amazing. Just such a good match, such a good match. And the quality has been there. I mean, of the troop of young Lions who are in this cup, um, I think it's fair to say that the the one graduate from the Farley Dojo, uh, Michael Richards, is probably the weakest. Now, that's not to say he's bad at all. I just think that this is probably the most talented, across the board, crop of young Lions we've had in... Years and years and years and years and years. Yeah, well, to be fair, you just need to look at Umino and Naria to see that. Mm. Like, I don't know how much of this is, this is the first time Young Lions have really had a focus on them. Like, for example, um, with, like, Jay White, Juice Robinson, when they were Young Lions, they were Young Lions when I started watching that, and you didn't notice them, really. Mm. But, well, of course, you know, it's Juice Robinson, because, like, he's, he's, CJ Parker, what the fuck is he doing in New Japan? But you know what I mean? Like he, he never really took note of them. They were just sort of the guys in the 
um, tag team match at the beginning of the card. So it, it's been quite nice to see more spotlight on them. Mm. And like Young Lions, this crop of Young Lions feel like they have a developed character before they go on excursion, whereas before they're sort of a Young Lion archetype, which they then lose um, when, as soon as they go on excursion. So. Is this the d- missing class? You're looking at Kuato, Oka, Kitamura, all who have just disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck they've got. Well, too fair. <laughs> one, one of them's in Britain as like Kabuki Warrior or something. No, that's what that's Asuka's tag team, isn't it? This um, is Oka who has disappeared. Yeah, no, he's the bald one. Yeah. He's, he turns up in Red Pro sometimes. Yeah, but he's just disappeared now. He hasn't been on a Red Pro card in ages. <laughs> Maybe he just found love at the top of a mountain and lives there now. <laughs> maybe, maybe. We'll we'll have to find someone who knows the whereabouts of Oka. Bobby I'm slightly some, disappointed. There's this one dude who t- keeps telling random people in the inside the rope community to watch um, Joshi. He probably knows where he is. That one man, can you please tell us the location of Oka because <laughs> we are slightly worried. The thing for me, and this is the last thing on the Young Lions, um... There's always been before one standout. One standout. So, for example, in the last crop, it was Kawato. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was Jay White. But yeah. for me, you could look at, you've got, obviously, Umino. You've got Narita. And then you've got even Yotasuji and uh, Yaya Umra. Uh, Yuya? Yayu. Yuya. Yuya, Yuya Uemura is <laughs> fucking hell. That was so much harder getting out than it was meant to be. It's because I was trying to say it quickly. And then you look at the crop from the LA dojo, and every single one, you're right, I've almost got like a little developed character, or they're looking at developing characters, and they look solid wrestlers. They look good wrestlers. And you look at when, in a couple of years, they come back to New Japan as, you know, fully fledged wrestlers, if you want they're going to be an absolute stacked card because I watched that final of the Young Lion Cup, Shota Umino against Carl Fredericks, and that could legitimately in a few years be a top match at a Dominion or a Wrestle Kingdom. And that's quite interesting, really. Yeah, it's it's the most excited I've been about a crop of Young Lions ever, and like, which is amazing when you consider like the crop of Young Lions, not before this, but like before that, with Jay White, Rapungi 3K, um, Hiromu, Finley, and Finley, well, Finley, uh, <laughs> and they're all excited now to see what they've become. But now I'm excited to see what the young lines are going to become, as opposed to just being annoyed by having to sit through them to see Yuji Nagata do something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on then from. The Young Lions, even though, again, it's a very exciting time for the Young Lions. And I'm, I'm looking forward as well to seeing how these excursions go. It was confirmed that Ren Narita is going to the LA Dojo for his excursion, which is interesting that they're now using the LA Dojo for that. And Shota Umino is going to Britain to presumably take part on Rev Pro cards and presumably to find Oka. So, <laughs> good luck it's to them. Turn out, it's just going to turn out Oka. Is, has been like just in the background of movies, <laughs> like, he, like he, he's always just like half of him is on screen, so you never quite know it's him. It's sort of like you know how Elijah Burke is um, in Dark Knight Rises, but you don't see him. Yes, 
it's, it's kind of like that. <laughs> In my head, it sounds up like it shouldn't belong. Yeah, like <laughs> um, if Shawadi Wadi are playing a town, he's somewhere in that crowd. He's just the he's just the voiceless, isn't he? Bless him. Um, <laughs> anyway, we'll start then with the destruction shows three and all: Beppu, Kagoshima, and Kobe. We'll start in Beppu. Um, aside from the two sort of main events, something that really, really caught my eye was... Um, no, let's go into the main events, I think, to be put. Let's go straight into the main events. I'm just looking at the Beppu card. If you want to check out our star ratings, which we've given for the rest of the matches, you can check them out on the website. We'll give all the plugs at the end. We're going to start with match eight. It was the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships match with the champions, the Gorillas of Destiny, retaining over the chaos team of Tomohiro Ishii and Yoshihashi at 21 minutes and 32 seconds with a schoolboy. Um, <laughs> I don't want to dump on Yoshihashi because he's been through a lot. And it was a nice storyline going into this that he's never won a championship. This is his time for a championship. And I think if they go with that storyline, they could develop an underdog that people care about but for me personally and I have nothing against Yoshihashi he can he's capable of pulling out good matches he was noticeably the weaker link in this team in this match in fact in a match with Tangaloa exactly exactly I think the problem with Yoshihashi is there's no room in New Japan to be average there's absolute because like if you want the average wrestling that's what the Young Lions are for. Like, there's no real room for someone who can sometimes pull something good out of the bag. No, I agree. It's sort of like, it's not like, like, if Yoshihashi went to, like, all Japan, where it's less of a crowded, rough, stacked roster, he'd probably do fine. Yeah. Because um, when we talk about all Japan, we're talking about somewhere where fucking Yoshitatsu gets a title shot. But I don't know, like... Even if you think of other people in chaos who aren't doing anything right now, or like even in main units, seeing how they're, they're I say now it's been going on for a fucking year now. Yeah. Seeing how they seeing how they team up, but it's just no, there's nowhere for Yoshihashi to really go, and like, especially in a match with Ishii, where he Yoshihashi got the fucking hot tag in a match with Ishii. Oh yeah, Ishii fought from behind, definitely. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I, I enjoy Tamatonga's um, antics, not necessarily when it's in the G1, but like in the, in the cell I main of a B show, sure. I'm fine with the gorillas shit. I'd rather, I've enjoyed this match more than I enjoyed the evil and Sonata matches just because I didn't get sick of this. Like, this is a somewhat fresh pairing. Yeah, I agree. And. It'll be interesting to see if it's Ishii and Yoshihashi together for World Tag League because obviously we're heading towards that time and the first team, as far as I'm aware, got announced at the end of Kobe with it being Chase Owens and Bad Luck Farley. I believe they're the first team confirmed. I have a question for you, Chris, regarding... Really... Oh, go on. It, it, it's regarding Tag League. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I don't mind doing Tag League. I'll do it. A um, couple of questions in regard to Yoshihashi, Chris. The first... David, right. David Finley has been out um, since On a Rising in February. He comes back. Mm-hmm. Who do you prefer to watch? Or who would you prefer to see a match with? Yoshihashi 
or David Finley? David with David Finley, you get the sense that he hasn't shown his full potential yet, just because of how little opportunity he's got. Yoshihashi's been in title matches. He's been in what three G ones, I think. Mm. Yeah, sixteen, seventeen, eight. Yeah, three G ones. So, I yes, and in the case of Yoshihashi, you'll pull out like two eight out of tens in the G one, and especially when you look at the standard of this year's G one, you can't be doing that. Like you can't even get away with that in a smaller tournament, like cha- well, by other standards, like the N one or um, Champions Carnival. There's, the standard of wrestling is so high that Yoshihashi's had a shot. He hasn't, he, at least for now, he's shown he isn't capable of hanging with these big boys. Yeah, like he's like, he could he's he's probably someone who could be elevated for like a tour for like Destruction or Kingdom Road for like a meaningless never title shot or like be a um space fella in a six man team for the never six man titles but no if it's like a marquee match I'd rather see David Finley because I want I'd rather see if he could pull out the bag as opposed to just an average Yoshihashi match. Like, I can't think I'm trying to think of a really good Yoshihashi match. I'm struggling. Like I know he had a good one with Naito last year. Um, in the New Beginning tour. Yeah. Yes, it was, it was a good match. It was a very good match. It was the same tour that Evil had that clangor against Goto. Aye, was... so that's probably why... why and, like, um, had a real good one against Elgin as well in the G1 last year. Yes, I remember but other that. Than that I, I, also, I think he had a good one with Nagata, which uh, Nagata, they didn't be sniffed at, but also... Everyone in New Japan is just at such a level of excellence. It's just, I'm trying to think, imagine if in the attitude era of all these massive personalities that your in your main event was, I don't know, who was someone with absolutely no charisma. Billy Gunn. D'Lo Brown. <laughs> we went in very different directions. We did go in very different directions, yeah. <laughs> but like, you see why, like if even those men were your, the main event of a show, you probably you would probably skip that show. Like, if Yoshi has seen the minimum of the show, I'm skipping it. What do you think his ceiling is? I think this is his ceiling. He's getting the occasional opportunity at a title. Possibility of a little redemption arc. I think that's his ceiling, really. Like, just below Goto is his ceiling. Yeah, and we'll talk about Goto later in the, later in the show. It's funny you should mention the Never title, though, because after this match... The Gorillas of Destiny got the victory after Kenta came down, distracted Yoshihashi. He got rolled up with a schoolboy for the victory. He then tried to fight with Kenta, and that would lead to a never-open-weight championship match at Fighting Spirit Unleashed, which he would ultimately lose. Um, Another quick question about Yoshihashi, then I promise we'll stop talking about Yoshihashi. Someone who constantly, for me, seems to be sort of on the periphery is Toa Hanare. He, he, Toa Hanare is basically a young lion with a gimmick still. Do you see more upside with Hanare than you do with Yoshihashi? Well, yeah, Hanare is a, just in terms of like pure attributes, considering where he is in his career, like he has a better um, look. He's Stands out a bit like he has. He sort of feels that Toga Makabe hole now that Makabe's starting to 
you know, go back like that Maccabe Homna smash mouth yeah. way of doing things. So like if it if and when he gets better, because if he doesn't get better, he'll just stop getting booked. It'll be fine. As long as he stops doing that shit spear, it's the worst spear in wrestling. It's not great. I think no. it's only eclipsed time... in poorness by his weird sort of jumping chop that he does to a grounded opponent. That is dreadful. Yeah, Stop weird. doing that. You know, like, I, I, I know, because I know that it's meant to be like a Kiwi um, rugby thing. And he's, oh, I got chucked out of rugby for being too aggressive. I don't believe it with that sphere. <laughs> no, no, it's, it is quite hard no. to... It is. To be fair, but very quickly, I've, you know how it's a big thing in wrestling? It's like, oh, he was in this sport, so he got really aggressive. Um, so he got kicked out and turned to wrestling. Yeah. Um, you, um, you know what the best one of that I've heard but most recently? Go on. Are you aware of Cara Noir? Yes. He's the guy who took on Neville at Riptide in that match that blew up the internet for a wee bit. I, rem- I, I know the name. Okay, and also he recently um, debuted in Progress, and their thing is he was in the Royal Ballet Society, and he got kicked out for being too aggressive. So he turned. To... <laughs> and you know the best part? They actually make it seem legitimate how he would turn to being a fighter. It's like you have no idea how much ballet strengthens your feet, and then he starts kicking people. I'm like, all right. I mean, don't I can get, get me wrong. This. Don't get me wrong, ballet is an extremely disciplined sport, but you can't use the you can't use the gimmick of I was too rough for ballet. It's like saying I was too <laughs> rough for disco, I was too rough for cricket. <laughs> Quick question now regarding the Gorillas of Destiny, because I've already spent far too much time on this match. You look at the tag scene at the moment and we'll There's go into tag scene. Well exactly. We'll go There's into no tag scene. their most recent challenges in a moment. We've got Tag League coming up, and obviously the winner of that tag league will go on to challenge, presumably now, the Gorillas of Destiny at Wrestle Kingdom fourteen. Who the fuck is that gonna be, Chris? I don't know. I can literally not think of anyone that I would look forward to seeing. Like literally no one. And maybe if they threw together a really good team, I don't. I really like if they threw together Ishii and Goto. That's the only team I can think of that is worthy of dethroning the Gorillas of Destiny. I mean, they're now on after the Fighting Spirit Unleashed um, de- uh, defense. They're now on seven title defenses. They seven need... title. And can I see, can I see if I can name all the people who've challenged? I bet I'm you can. actually curious. Um, so Suzuki and Saber. Yep. No, this, um, no. Sana- Suzuki and Saber didn't challenge. Suzuki and Saber challenged Evil and Sonata. Oh, okay. So is it just Evil Sonata and <laughs> that's it? <laughs> All seven times. <laughs> um, I, f- I literally can't think of any of the challenges. Uh, the Briscoes. Briscoe. Oh fuck! I forgot about the Briscoes. Um, it's, it's easy to forget about. Oh, does P- in that case, does PCO and um, do they count? Um, I'm not sure if they count because I think that's one title defense because they were all in the same match. Uh, fair enough. Um, okay, I get, I give up. I thought I knew more. I mean, after the Fighting Spirit my... Unleashed tour, you've got Rapongi 3K. Um, oh, Aussie Open, Aussie Open challenged. Uh, Aussie um, Open, of course. To be fair, 
that wasn't a bad match. I'd, if if Aussie Open got brought in, I'd be I'd be down. Ooh, bring CCK in. That's, I, I say this every time, but bring in the British teams who you have a working relationship with from Repra. They're going to have to soon because they're running out of legitimate tag teams. In my opinion, the one that they were sort of starting to heat up before they left was Best Friends. Best Friends were... But again, they were heating up because they had a breakup angle going. Well, yeah, there is that, I suppose. <laughs> um, um, fin, fin Juice. Fin Juice could be fun. I mean, for me, and we'll go into the King of Pro Wrestling card later on, Juice is a dead cert to win that championship back at King of yes. Pro Wrestling um, from Moxley. So, will he then take the take the championship? Probably not. You're not going to have any of the Bullet Club teams challenge the Gorillas of Destiny, and they're the biggest fucking faction. Oh yeah, in terms of pure, yeah, like the Tokyo side, I, I like how I'm referencing something obscure, something not obscure there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh Christ, I literally, I'm, try, I'm just coming through the factions because um, Ki- uh, Killer Elite Squad are gone now too. Killer Elite Squad are gone. Um, I mean, fucking hell, Maccabee and Honma. Please no. <sighs> no, Honma can. Honma used to be amazing. He can't he did. go now. I wouldn't I mean, want him to wa- go. Did you watch the match I recommended with him and Ishii? I haven't had a chance to yet. It's on my list. That's amazing. Um, fucking he- headbutts to the outside, Jesus Christ. Um, maybe a Young Lion team for, for a surprise. Maybe Oka can come back and like just his godlike powers he got from the mountain <laughs> can... <laughs> it's, ho- it's Oka and the mountain versus... <laughs> um, G-O-D yeah um, bring in villain enterprises Brody King and PC like literally the only exciting things I can think of are bring in someone yeah and that's unfortunate especially with the potential of Tag League I mean I'd love to see Aussie Open did Aussie Open for you do enough for Royal Quest to be included in World Tag League oh yeah definitely yeah. we did more than most New Japan teams have done all year we, more, we did better than Guerrilla the Destiny have done all year well, I mean, you look at teams that have done well in Tag League, out of Cobb and Elgin, Elgin's gone, Killer Elite Squad mm. have gone, Evil and Sonata aren't oh. going to win it for a third year in a row. Um, no. Um, Jesus Christ, yeah. Most, just, I didn't realise how severe it was. <laughs> it's quite scary. And for me, until um, the Gorillas of Destiny Tai Chi and Sabre. It's not a terrible pairing. It's not terrible. Is that Wrestle Kingdom worthy in your eyes? Honestly, I know you're a Tai Chi fan, but is that Wrestle Kingdom worthy? To be fair, Sabre and um, Tai Chi hugging is my Twitter banner. I know. (laughs) Um, Speaking Um, of Sabre Jr., though, speaking of Sabre Jr., match nine of Beppu, the main event, was the Undisputed British Heavyweight Championship match between Zack Sabre Jr., and he defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi, the current champion, at 26 minutes and 43 seconds with a grounded Cobra twist. Now, Chris, I must have seen this match. I think they announced that this was the fifth time that these two have fought. And even though it is the fifth time that they've fought, I still love this pairing. I'm kind of over it. It's because we've had a... It wasn't in the New Japan Cup. 
It was in the cup. It was in the G one. If it wasn't, it was around the cup. Yeah, it was definitely in the G one. Royal Quest, fucking MFG as well. And then this one, so and, this is five, yeah. And like my favorite match of theirs is from the G one two years ago. And like they haven't been able to top it really for me. And like it's it's a fine enough pairing, but like for a once a year thing, not for a five time a year thing. And like we've obviously put Tana with Saber because it. Because you don't need to kill yourself to have a good match with Saber. No, absolutely not. Because of how, like, that's, I think that's pretty transparently what we're doing here, but also, yeah, I'm just sick. I'm really sick of his pairing. Like, I, I, this is the one match I was tempted, the one main event I was really tempted to skip, and I kind of wish I did, to be honest. Like, we didn't need to go 26 minutes. It didn't need to go 26 minutes. Before these two even wrestle, it's pretty much a consistent eight stars for me. Mm-hmm. And well, it's seven. For, like the most they've ever achieved for me is eight. Like seven is sort of their consistent thing, and I think because I was bored, they sort of fell below that. Okay. Like I don't, I can't think of anything. I didn't take notes. It's sort of a failing on my part for this, but I didn't. I can't immediately call anything from this match that stands out from their other matches. And like this is something we were getting on. Um, G.O.D. and Ivan Sonata for, so. That is true. We did lay into that pairing. The decision to put the belt back on Sabre. <laughs> That's just, no, it's what Revco does. But it's, uh, they have very predictable patterns where they'll put the, the belt on um, a foreigner for a while, um, for like a month or so to get a shock thing, and then at the next opportunity it'll be dropped. That's just what Revco do. It was a very strange booking decision. It seemed to me like it was booked to get a pop at Royal Quest, which is fair enough. I don't have an issue with it. That Royal Quest match was, again, eight stars for me. But, I don't know, I'd rather not see this match now for the entirety of next year, keep them in separate G1 blocks, don't have them pairing up in the New Japan Cup, and then in 2021, if they need to have a match in the G1, in the New Japan Cup, then fine. Yeah, I totally agree. But I also can't think of many low impact people for Tana to work with. Yeah, I mean, you could say Suzuki. He's, he's not exactly low impact. He can work low impact, though. Low impact, yeah. Um, he can work a more submission game. Yeah, I guess. It's a lot, a lot of, to be fair, that was a lot of. I'm, I'm mixing up my Okada Suzuki matches now, but a lot of. But like, yes, is it, uh, true. Yeah. Um, Yoshihashi. Oh well, sign me up, Tanahashi Yoshihashi. <laughs> Yoshihashi. Um, fuck. Um, bringing Kenta Miyahara. <laughs> he works very well in that. Yeah, talking about signing up people. Let's get Kento Miyahara. Kento <laughs> Miyahara. You know, just just casually. Oh, Japan's about to die anyway. So let's move to Kagoshima now, uh, from the 16th of September. Um, again. That fantastic match between Uemura and Clark Connors for the Young Lion Cup. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant match. Really, really worth checking out. I gave it seven stars. One thing to point out now before we get to the two main event matches, and this was Rapongi 3K getting the victory over the Gorillas of Destiny in an eight-man tag match. This filled me with ever such a brief kindling with hope, Chris. <laughs> You you battered hope. You gave me hope. No, yeah. Didn't 
Gorillas went over at the G1, didn't they? When these two faced. Rapongi and Gorillas. Yeah. Uh, yes, they did. Yeah, so... And uh, that's... To be fair, both Show and Yo can make claims to move up to the heavyweight division, but the problem is the junior division would be less so anemic without them. Is it time... And I'm just throwing this out there, and I'm sure it's been said by many, 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 many people. Is it time to have open weight tag division? I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that, because they're very much struggling to to keep the... Because like, the, the title has IWGP on it, it shouldn't be a throwaway belt. Like, we're never belts to get, they're not like power belt lineage and... But the fact that the IWGP, both junior and tag belts, have been so dull for most of this year, just isn't on. No, so, true. And it would create a somewhat unique dynamic that the never belts never really capitalise on, and that's having juniors take on heavyweights. Like, because, to be honest, I love when, like, Sho and Yo mix it up with um, the Bullet Club heavyweights, just because, you know, you never really see it. It would create something to watch the tag division for, I feel, but also New Japan is so stuck in its ways, but I don't see it happening. It probably won't happen. In fact, it definitely won't. Um, <laughs> the only problem is that you are absolutely right. They are struggling to maintain one tag division, never mind two at the moment. I mean, you look at the junior tag division, you've got the Birds of Prey, uh, the team of El Fantasmo, Taiji Shimori. Desperado's now come back, or he will be back at King of Pro Wrestling. Uh, so King got, of Pro Wrestling. Exactly. So you've got Desperado and Kanemaru. And then you've got Rapongi 3K. You take Rapongi 3K and, out of that and you've got nothing. Yeah, no, that's because I think the, the addition of the Birds of Prey really... Because we said this all through this year, the addition of one good new junior team will revitalise it. And it kind of has, just with the Birds of Prey and Fantasma and Ishimori, those are a fresh set of feud to run through mm. which if they play their cards right can easily run through to next year without being boring but like it's sort of like when you know when you were playing with your train tracks as a kid and there wasn't quite enough so there wasn't quite enough uh, piece that fit somewhere so you just move it but but when that happens just move the crack further down the tracks mm. that's basically what they're doing right now with the division. they are they're just delaying the inevitable feel do you think this is You've got Shingo Takagi now, who Tagaki, sorry, who has now made the official jump to heavyweight. Has pretty much mm. said, "I am now a heavyweight." Do you think the not dire situation of the junior division, but the tag division situation in the juniors? Do you think that's halted Osprey's push because he was the open weight champion? He was in the G1 climax. Now he's the junior heavyweight champion, and he's challenging for the junior heavyweight tag belt. No, because historically, um, juniors being in the G1 haven't necessarily meant being pushed up. I understand that's what Osprey wants, but also, um, like you look when Liger was in the G1 or Abushi, well, Abushi would eventually get that push or um, Dada, they'd be a junior immediately after and going forward. So like, it's not. I th- I think Wayne's about instant gratification with Osprey is a bit silly because that time will come it's very it's extremely hard to deny and if not Osprey will probably take off somewhere else pardon the bird pun um, <laughs> but the thing is especially when it comes to the tag 
division they sort of need Osprey right now until a suitable junior replacement within Chaos can be found so Eagles has someone to tag with. They need Osprey. They do. I think speaking of Osprey in the junior tag division, we should talk about the semi-main event in Kagoshima, which was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships match uh, with the Bullet Club team and the champions, El Fantasmo and Taiji Shimori, retaining over the Birds of Prey at 23 minutes and 10 seconds with the CR2. I've got a couple of things to say about this match. Uh-huh. The first, it was a really, really enjoyable, fast-paced match. Really, really yeah. good. This is the type of stuff I've been waiting for from the junior tag division. So exactly. I'll... My second point, the reason I've only given it eight stars, and I say only given it eight stars, it's still a very good grade. Did you feel at any point, and I feel like this is levied more at Robbie Eagles, did you think there were points where he was attempting to be too contrived with his high spots? <laughs> Kind of thing is, I've been in a PWG binge recently, so like contrived high spots is sort of just their thing. Uh, <laughs> it's your jam. So like, and so I like, I think that might be, I'm, I might be a bit skewed in that area, but I didn't feel anything was like contrived by junior standards. Like you have to remember, this was a division that was ruled by the Young Bucks for the longest time. True. So, I think it's just because in the last year we've had like basically Shingle and Show being the main focal point with division or like Despy and Kanemaru is like you forget this is a lot of what the junior tag stuff was especially when I started watching with like Rapungi 3k no Rapungi Vice and Young Bucks so I, I don't know maybe I'm trying to think of there was a spot where I do kind of agree where it's a bit convoluted but I can't remember what it is shit you, you, you'll probably say it and I'll probably be like oh yeah there was one where there was sort of a hurricane runner from the top rope and the way the Eagles got into position, I can't remember the exact way he got into position, but it was very, very long-winded and seemed long for the sake of it. And then it seemed like <laughs> Ishimori landed very, very squarely on his head and the replay showed that he didn't, but it looked very botched. Thankfully it wasn't, he was all fine. The second one, the Red Wing, their double-team Spanish fly from the top rope. Oh, I'm not massive on Spanish flies to begin with. Well, I'm not massive on Spanish flies from the top rope to begin with. It sounds so, like I'm shitting I, on I this agree match, you and I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm no, not shitting on this match. I was thinking, though, because we're so used to such a high, especially nowadays, such a high level of like tag team wrestling, especially when it comes to like NXT takeovers, mm. that... Well, it used to be when the Street Profits had their run, but <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Like I'm not. I I I'll say nothing was more contrived in this match than say the triple threat tag match at Takeover Wales. Okay, fair enough. I still stand by the fact and that this is a we good gave match. that a good grade. Yeah, no, this was a really good match. So and you should definitely like, check it out. Like you'll you'll be enthralled, but like you, I went into this knowing the results and I'm still glued just because of because it's Will Ospreay basically, and yeah, you, I forgot like super because he was injured. For, wasn't he injured for a lot of Super Juniors? Because I forgot how good Ishimori was. I think Ishimori it didn't help in the match with Skrull. He hit his head on the ropes with a box like tombstone spot. 
Oh yeah, that was it, and then Skull just kept just didn't slow down for the fucking match. Yeah, and it was just it was so that match was such a such a disappointment. But yeah, I think so that sort of fucked it fucked Ishimori up for the rest of the tournament. Really, Ishimori yeah, is so quick. When you look at you no, know, last thing, it's like you're watching Stardom. Like just he's so fluid, it's unbelievable. Like um, the rope, the in between rope German. Oh, the sliding German is beautiful. Yeah. And I, and like I don't, is, I'm pretty sure that was a Nakamura move to begin with. If not, Nakamura's been doing it recently, mm. and um, no one did the better. Like I've seen, like everyone does it now. Yeah, on like especially on the UK indies, everyone's doing it. Not on like Progress or ITW shows, but like just if you go to a show, you'll probably see a sliding German, and like when done badly, it looks awful and it's dangerous. Yeah, no, I agree. Like um. Sammy Jane does it, and like she's not, she's all right, but she's not good enough to pull it off. And she did it to Chris Wolf, and I'm like, ugh, don't hurt Chris Wolf, you bitch. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's Ishimori's just amazing. The thing is with Ishimori, though, he's somewhat overshadowed by Phantasma, which is pure charisma on Phantasma's part. Mm. I prefer Ishimori, but that's because of his in ring work. I think Phantasma. He's very, very good in ring, but he's very much same five spots. Very good. And again, he has fantastic chemistry with Osprey, which bodes well for their King of Pro Wrestling match. I don't know. I just yeah. find his... Taiji Shimori is the better all-round wrestler. I think we can both agree that. Yeah, so as a, as a Facebook junior division, Phantasma makes a lot more sense um, because he's a heel to... Come against but like when Ishidomori was champion earlier this year, he it, he wasn't a heel to be conquered. He was just another cool junior champion. Yeah, no, I agree. Although, with you. I, well, Ishimori's match with Dragon Lee at Nintaku is a sleeper hit this year. I agree. I, I, I hear what you're saying because you talked about Phantasma being that heel and him mm. being such an intolerable prick was what made his match with Rocky Romero at Corican that much better. When Ro- yeah, when exactly. Rocky beat him, it made it so much better because Fantasmo is a dick. Very quickly, the Australian ring announcer we had, he's from, is he from ML, not M, like MEW Melbourne, uh, MCW Melbourne City Wrestling or something? I have absolutely have no idea. But he's so fucking annoying. <laughs> he's so fucking annoying. He's just like, oh, we can't forgive Eagles. He left Bullet Club. I put the curse on him. I'm like, fucking stop trying to be Don Callis. You're never going to be Don Callis. It was Gino. What? Gino. What are you on about? Is that his name? The announcer that was with Kevin Kelly, the commentary team. Yeah, the Aussie guy. Yeah. It's Gino. It's the Bullet Club guy. I'm not good. I don't follow out bullet. What? <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Was this a being the elite thing? No. <laughs> How do you. The person who commentated for the entire tour. Yeah, no, I know. I know he's a bullet club guy, but, like, he was still insufferable. Really? Gino Gambino? Yeah, he's insufferable. I don't like him. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, um, 
Moving on then, match nine. Main event of Kagoshima uh, was the Tokyo Dome IWGP Heavyweight Championship rights certificate with Kota Ibushi, the current rights holder, retaining, beating Kenta at 26 minutes and 23 seconds with a Kamagoye. Is Kenta, is Ibushi, sorry, carrying the contract around and the commentary team making out like he might be the first one to actually physically lose it? Does that make it better? Because honestly, it makes me laugh. Well, I don't know, because you look at who's lined up to actually beat him, they were never going to beat him. No. No, I agree Kenta was never going to beat no. him, and I agree Evil isn't going to beat him either. No, I mean physically misplace it. <laughs> okay, I do love how Kenta destroyed it at the start, though. It does make me laugh that he destroyed it in the suitcase, the briefcase Kent, as well. Kent, Kent is just such a dick. That's, that's what I like about the current iteration of Bullet Club, is just bed dicks. I think Kenta, it's the correct move for Kenta, and he has flourished since he joined Bullet oh, Club. Okay. That's something I was going to say about this match. Like, when it actually got going, it was very, very similar to their um, G1 match, but then, just because through Kenta being a heel, it worked a lot better. It did. It did, absolutely. The only thing that bothered me was just the interference. It stopped the momentum of the match. I mean, I gave it seven. Um, I, I liked it a lot more than you did. Have you given it eight? I've given it nine. There you go. Eight's an average. I I, I really didn't mind the interference. It fit. Like, I don't mind Bullet Club antics outside of the G1. Okay. Fair enough. And with um, this is clearly a way to further the G.O.D. chaos feud and also um it, it's a good way of protecting Kenta because you can say he lost the match because of all the chaos going on. Fair enough. Fair enough. Although, um, Kenta's Kamagoye is a bit shit. Well, yeah, that's why he didn't win. <laughs> that's, why he didn't, that's why he didn't lead to a victory. Although, I popped when he kicked out of Kenta, of Kota's. It never happened. Like It's happened like twice in the whole D1. Yeah, Lance Archer. Oh, when Lance Archer did it, I was like, what? It was incredible. What? It was brilliant. Um, I have Where a is question that? now. What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> well, that is a good question. The question I've got now is, because we haven't spoken, really, since this whole double champion thing has become a thing, um, it starts as a little bit of a pipe dream and something sort of spoken of, you know, off the cuff by Naito. And now it seems like with everyone talking about it, Jay White, Kota Ibushi, Naito, even even Zack Sabre Jr. throwing his name into the hat. Are we mm -hmm. going to have some manner of tournament at Wrestle Kingdom with the final night crowning a double champion? We kind of have to. Unless, um, like, unless this is just something English commentary has done. For no reason, which I doubt they'd be allowed to do. They kind of ha if this is just actually what they're build building on, like all levels, they ha fucking have to. But you can't mention it this much without building up to something like that, and you sort of need that sort of hook for the first two they don't. Exactly. Well, Jay White and Naito, their entire match, their entire main event match of Kobe 
was built around that, was built around, I'm going to be a double champion. No, I'm going to be a double champion. It was it was built around that. You've got Ibushi coming out with this as soon as he'd won the G1. You know, he wanted not only the IWGP heavyweight, he wanted the Intercontinental as well. I think it's a great hook to have, to be perfectly honest. It's something that New Japan have never done before. I think over the two days, it makes people want to watch both days. In fact, it makes both days must-see viewing. There's only... I mean, after everything that's gone this year, after everything from Wrestle Kingdom 12 onwards, surely, Chris, there can only be one winner. It has surely, surely only one winner. Is it, are you going to say Naya? It has to be, surely. Yeah, but also, I think Naya is just going to turn into some of Bray Wyatt of New Japan. <laughs> Don't say that. No one will do that. You look at this poor man. His time and everybody, you can speak to any New Japan fan. Naito's time was Wrestle Kingdom 12. That main event, he'd won the G1. He was hot as balls. Okada had held the belt for two years. And it was coming on two years at that point, yeah. Exactly. Oh, no, it would be exactly two years because he won at the dog. Never mind. Of course. And everyone was ready for Naito, and he lost. And the physical, you could almost hear the air get sucked out of the Tokyo Dome. It got sucked up, like you could... If, if you rewind to just a footage of exactly that point in um, history, you can hear just marks around the world go, <gasps> what? <laughs> like, um, it was weird. Like, think last thing about New Japan, Rob, they never take the first opportunity for someone to win a title. Correct. However, with Naito, it feels like they haven't taken the second, oh, third, fourth, or third fifth. Or yeah, no. It's starting to get a bit ridiculous with Naito. Um... He's someone who doesn't necessarily need the belt, but he's never really hung, hung his um, hat on needing that belt. He's actually made a great little niche for himself with the IC title, but like Nakamura did. But also, he's talking about being a double champion too much at this point, like way too much to not try. The entire thing has been touted as his idea. Surely, I mean, everyone was like, he's going to win the G1. He didn't. People thought he was going to win the New Japan Cup. He didn't. People thought he was going to win the title at Rust Kingdom 12. He didn't. But they always seem to throw a bone out there to say, just keep supporting him. It's coming. It's coming. And I feel like the G1, if this hadn't have been built the way it has with this double champion thing, him not winning this G1 could have been very, very dangerous. Because people would have just gone, do you know what? Fuck it, I've had enough. You do get to that point, really. Because people have got to that point Johnny Gagano where he's just never winning and like no one really cares about what Johnny's doing anymore. And that's a shame, especially for someone as charismatic and someone who could quite legitimately be the face of the company like Naito. No, well, the thing is he... Is he's the biggest merch? He, I'm not sure about the current biggest, but like for the longest time, he's the biggest merch seller. Um, he if he was on a tour, that building would sell out. Um, especially across the pond, what got me to go to a Ring of Honor show. Um, when they came to Edinburgh, was the fact that Naito was on it. He can draw a crowd in 15 minutes from a tweet. So it's just he just has that. 
Is that Jeff Hardy charisma, where he's not trying to be charismatic? He's able to hold an entire arena in his hands, and no, exactly. You look at he, the new. He made begin- a Yoshihashi match. Um, <laughs> interesting. Exactly, exactly, and that's no mean feat, unfortunately, for poor Yoshihashi. Um, you look at the new beginning tour that's coming up after this. They've announced that I don't know if it's one of the shows or. Well, all of it is taking place in Osaka Joe Hall, which is where they run Dominion, which is a much mm-hmm. bigger venue. Now there, it doesn't matter necessarily how long Naito, again, hypothetically, is a double champion. He could quite easily drop that IC title at in the main event of the New Beginning, one of the New Beginning shows. And I don't think people will give a shit. He doesn't have to hold the heavyweight championship that long. He could lose that at Dominion. No. Um, when you look at... Um, say Triple H's well not bad, like Ultimate Warrior's run with both titles that lasted a day until Warrior had to give up the IC title but no one remembers that everyone just remembers the image of him holding both belts exactly exactly it's it's made the next four months very very interesting very interesting well That's... you say four months the next three months and then December this tag league <laughs> Yeah, okay, December's Tag League. I mean, that's going to be interesting just to see who the fuck they throw at G.O.D. next. But like, there's going to be, go. It's going to be a four-person league, I think, on the last one day. <laughs> it's going to be like the Junior Tag League. They're going to do it all on Road <laughs> 2 shows. Um, we move then to the final Destruction show, which was Kobe, which took place on the 22nd of September. Um, we obviously had Carl Fredericks winning the Young Lion Cup 2019, which we spoke about earlier on in the show. Um, and then we moved on to match five, which was an eight-man tag team match with Suzuki Gun's team of Minoru Suzuki, Zack Sabre Jr., Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and Doki defeating Jushin Thunder Liger, Rocky Romero, Tiger Mask, and Hiroshi Tanahashi at three minutes and ten seconds via DQ because we had the return of Kishin Liger. Did you pop, Chris? Yeah, but thing is, I didn't see it live i saw it on facebook but i did pop when i saw it on facebook i'm like ah i recognize this awesome how fucking terrifying is his makeup it's so terrifying like we thought great mirror looked scary when he turned up at g1 supercard jesus christ it was horrendous i want to see kishin liger versus the fiend that would be an interesting match i mean i'll be perfectly honest chris he looks like a melty joker he does look but like that's cool it is cool of this um, three minutes, ten seconds. Go on, go for it. Um, are you like? Because I know you don't like Doki at all. Um, are you annoyed that he's still going to be around after Desperado comes back? Um, I don't. I, it's not that I don't like Doki. It's just that I feel like he was shown up. Don't. That was his first tour, the best of the Super Juniors, and he did get better progressively as the tournament went on. He he got distinctly in inverted commas less indie. Um, I just feel like he's he's nothing more than a very 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 lower mid carder, and yeah, he serves a purpose. He serves a purpose. No one. He's a pinier. Exactly. No one in this match needed to be there apart from Liger and Suzuki. That spike spot with the table. Holy shit. Oh my god. Literally, if 
if Liger slips or Suzuki pauses or the table moves, Suzuki gets a spike in the head. And Liger did not hold back. He proper oh. thumped that spike through the table. It's very hard to make a New Japan, like a jaded New Japan fan, audibly gasp. Oh, it was just like, holy shit. Oh my god. How hard has he just done that? I know. Like, remember when we said earlier in the year that we felt Suzuki was starting to lose it? I don't think that anymore. No, neither do I. I mean, are you looking... I know we said we'd talk about um, King of Pro Wrestling later on. Are you looking... Are, do you want to see, at Wrestle Kingdom, Kishin Liger or Jushin Liger? You know, I think... I think Kishin Liger needs to be a thing you bring out when the feud demands it. Mm. So, like, if the feud demands it, then yeah, but also, I like the romantic image of, like, Liger's last stand being traditional Liger. I agree. And I think that the like, Kishin Liger like, thing think, has arrived at the right time. Yeah, like, the, ki- um, Kish- the Kishin Liger thing's perfect for Suzuki. I agree. In which Especially case, when a lot of Suzuki's matches is, like, selling from submission, so you need that facial. In which case, I ask you, if the Suzuki match with Kishin Liger, which, oh my god, is going to happen <laughs> at King of Pro Wrestling, in your opinion, and you probably know what I'm going to ask you now, who does Liger face at Wrestle Kingdom? Well, the common consensus seems to be Hiromu. Do you think it'll be Hiromu? I think that would be awesome. I think Hiromu is definitely some... Like, it's proven Liger can keep up with a really fast talent when he faced Ishimori earlier this year, so... Great match. I, I, I don't know. Like, we could spitball all day over who it could be. Like, I don't know. Tiger Mask. Tiger Mask, <laughs> no. I, I mean, they could bring in, they could bring in Candy Floss, couldn't they? Bray um, White is Pikey. the fiend. Um, he, it, <laughs> it could be fucking. I don't know, Tai Chi. It's not going to be. Uh, though to be fair, that feud he had with Tai Chi in 2017 was pretty good. Oh, I loved his stuff with Tai Chi, <laughs> like in the Jacob. I think I think it was in 2016. Um, where he beat Liger in two minutes from um, Desperado, um, Desperado and um, Kanemaru shenanigans, but he was still celebrating like he beat Liger. <laughs> oh, Taichi, you are so it. much improved. You're a lovable camp, but um, I don't know. I think Hiromu, if it's not going to be Suzuki, because to be fair, this there's only so many oh, they can almost fight spots you can do before you have to make him fight. Yeah, exactly. Because I think but everyone like, was under the impression that it would be Suzuki at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, but also I think if Liger wants to go out on like a, like a Liger style classic, it can't be with Suzuki. In which case, I ask another question to you, Chris, before we get onto the two main events of Kobe. <laughs> when do you bring Hiromu back? King after the King of Pro Wrestling match, Liger lies prone. Hiromu comes out and just decks him. We are. How many times have we speculated as a wrestling community that Hiromu is going to come back? Yeah, but like to be fair, some people were speculating it two months after he broke his neck. So, quite. I, I get like in terms of, in New Japan terms, Hiromu is basically the new Sting. 
Where it's like, when will he t- when will he turn up? Will it be now? Let's find out. But, when will he wrestle? Um, but but as from what I understand, Hiromi's meant to be healthy. Uh yeah. From what I understand, nothing's obviously been announced Confirmed. by New Japan because New Japan are di- more difficult to get things out of, you know, than a blood coming out of a stone, but it's it has to be Hiromu for me. Like, if it's going to be like a Liger Junior style match, there's, there's no one else who can carry Liger and also carry that weight. Like, no one gets more out, because like, it's one, one of the ones we haven't really seen, like we saw a Liger Osprey match last year, we saw We've seen Liger Skill just isn't interesting. Liger Ishimori has happened. If Shingo was said about, Liger Shingo would have been a cool one. But yeah, unless they're bringing someone in, it kind of has to be Hiromu. In which case, Hiromu has to come back at either King of Pro Wrestling or Power Struggle. Or Power Struggle. Or Tag League. He's not going to come back. I suppose he could come back at the Tag League final, potentially, because things happen at the Tag League final. You say that, but like Jericho has turned up on random tag league shows. Has he? I don't think he did. Didn't he he turn... did. He attacked. He attacked Kenny um, Kenny Omega on a tag league show. Did he? Yeah. Oh, okay, fair enough. Then I stand corrected. <laughs> fair enough. Um, it'll be a lot. It'll. We'll talk a little bit more of this after King of Pro Wrestling, when hopefully the landscape for Wrestle Kingdom is a little bit more clear. But it is New Japan, so who knows? Um, we move on then to match eight, the semi-main event, a special singles match with Hiroki Goto defeating Shingo Takagi at 20 minutes and 27 seconds with a GTR. This was my type of match. Just two hoss bastards beating the ever-loving piss <laughs> out of each it. other. Oh Pounding my it. God. Just lariat after lariat after lariat. It was brilliant. It was incredible, but... My one question to you, Chris, and this is a big question in this match. Is Hiroki, Go- Hiroki Goto's new shirt the worst shirt you've ever seen? Okay. I'm quickly thinking in my head what the worst... Remind me what the Goto shirt is again. Because I kind of skipped This the is what it says. In G1, the G is for Goto. <laughs> It is a plain white t-shirt with G1, the G is for Goto. Okay, what else is worse than that? There's the AJ Styles Seaman t-shirt. There is. There's the Neville King of the Cruiserweights t-shirt, which was a black t-shirt with just Neville written on it. That's not an inherently bad t-shirt. It's something you give out. No, it's something you give out of team building. It's something you get out of a free Um, t-shirt cannon. Oh, well, um, the Sinkara cock shirt. The Sinkara cock shirt is bad. <laughs> but, that, but, like, the cock wasn't intentional. <laughs> but someone deliberately wrote the G and G1 stands for good. That is a genuine... He's come out wearing it the last couple of shows, and I've looked at it every time and gone, that is fucking shit. What about um, Jack Swaggers with just the hand across just the Just the hand across the boob. Shirt. Yeah, that, that yeah. is also quite bad. Wasn't it the wrong way round as well? Didn't it go across the right of your chest when your heart's on the left? I can't remember. There was something weird about it. It was a shite shirt. But honestly, this, obviously, I 
I do like Goto, and I'm going to put that out there now. I have no problems with Goto. I thought he had a really good G1, and I thought this match with Shingo was outstanding, and it wasn't just Shingo. But that shirt is an absolute abomination. If you it's... haven't seen it, Google it. It is incredible. It is just... Like, oh, it's I've incredible. Seen, I've seen the design, but I've never heard what was on it. It's G- In G1, the G is for Goto. It's for Goto. Like, that that sounds brilliant. like it was directly translated on user translate. Oh, it's it's just the worst. It's just the worst. And like, just... if a Japanese commentator said it, you'd be like, yeah, but probably this is some shoddy translation, but no. No, it's written in English. <laughs> yeah, it's written in English. To be fair, I, I preferred it when he came out on, like, the LA Dojo thing, so the wearing his stripes or whatever. I liked that just because Naito went, what's La Dojo? Which just made me laugh. <laughs> is it French? <laughs> La Dojo? Where is this? To be fair, to be fair, though, I think they didn't want to have the LA Dojo thing on just because now Shibata, after that Shibata angle, they don't want people thinking about Shibata. Maybe, because they've teased it and now people want Shibata versus Kenta at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, but the thing is, I doubt that's happening. So does everyone, but we can dream, Chris. We can dream. Stop destroying my <laughs> dreams, Chris. D- dreaming is a myth. The grave is the end. <laughs> this match, man, what did you think? It was really good it was, it's about on par with their g1 encounter it was but thing is the g1 encounter seems a bit lesser just because it was in a g1 ace but oof, just knocking blobs out of each other and this is also what i love like just I, the amount of times i would just randomly shout larry after and my friend will look at me very confused <laughs> But <laughs> I should just go into the centre of Adam and shout Lariato. Lariato! Lariato! Um, I started doing it to my niece. Like, <laughs> she'll come in and I'm like, Lariato! She's like, please, please stop it. <laughs> please stop it, Chris. You're hurting my ears. <laughs> <laughs> You'll learn what pain is. Boom. Um, but no, it's just really good, but also, you no know, like, when it comes to this Lariat stuff, I think that's all just Ishii's domain and it's weird when anyone else does it. I get, I get Shingo with the pumping bomb but when Goto does it, I just don't buy into it. The idea of the never open weight scene potentially being Kenta, Goto, Shingo and Ishii makes yeah, no, me... We're back to... Well, we talked about the Tanara Wrestle Kingdom 9 with you. We where did. it's like the, the beat the shit out of each other title. And I did, I've not seen the Kenta Ishii match from Real Quest, so how was that? It was spoilt a little bit because Kenta got dropped very, very heavily on his head. and I, I had heard someone almost got murdered. Yeah, for about three minutes you could tell Kenta didn't know what fucking day it was. He was just sort of... It was very much a case of, let's make let's just look after him just for a little minute, make sure he doesn't fucking die. Was this as bad as the um, Abushi bump at Dominion? Oh, God, no, nothing was as bad as that. Um, oh, oh, God, no, 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 It was, don't get me wrong, it was bad. It was just I've never heard him, someone say no so much. And that wasn't as bad as the Osprey one. Oh, with Skirl. Mm. Oh God, it's a core of Genesis. No, Jesus Christ! Why do you have to remind me of these things? Um, Goto. He had a very, very good G one, better than we thought he was going to get. 
to be fair, we didn't ha- exactly have high expectations. We expected them to be the Yoshihashi of this year's G1. We did, and the problem is that they've sorted... And I was saying to this to you before we came on air, he's a man that's won a G1, three New Japan Cups, two World Tag Leagues, and in- intercontinental belts, never belts. He's a decorated New Japan stalwart, basically. And he is now effectively viewed as a jobber to the stars. Just quickly, fast-forwarding to the end of this show, um, spoiler, I don't know why I'm showing spoiler, you've probably already seen it, but <laughs> Jay White's Intercontinental Championship reign looks like his first defence is going to be against Goto. There's absolutely not a prayer in hell that Jay White is dropping that belt to Goto, which means that Goto has been built in the G1 and in this defeat of Shingo to effectively job to Jay White again. <laughs> It's it's what too fair. Um, go will be Jay White in the G one. In the G one, in a very very good match. If, uh, that's probably Goto's best match in the G one. To be fair. Um. Oh. Oh no! It's Shingo match. It's Shingo match. His Ishii match was very good. His Ishii match was good, but the problem was it was nowhere near as good as the one they had at Korokan the year before. And no, no, I hold my hands up. It wasn't. No, I do hold my hands up to that. It wasn't. It was still a good match, but yeah, potentially Switchblade was better. Um, I just I feel like they've built Goto up, but ultimately, where else do you slot him in? He's sort of never level, isn't he? I mean, you could have him potentially challenged for the US title. No, he's he's one of those people you can bring up for a tour for an IWGP belt, but like ultimately, never is where he kind of belongs. Which yeah, I agree. There's no shame in there's no real shame in that. Like you can build a really good competitive division around the never belt. We've seen it before. Like shit about. The never belt was basically Shibata's, and Shibata is the best. So Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, good match. Check it out. Very, very good. We then move on to the main event of Kobe, which was the IWGP Intercontinental Championship match with Switchblade Jay White dethroning the champion Tetsuya Naito in 29 minutes and 47 seconds with the Blade Runner. My note for this match was it was an absolutely fantastic match which was ruined a little bit for me by the convoluted way of getting into the Blade Runner, which reminded yeah, me the which reminded me of the way they got to the Blade Runner when Jay White won the belt from Tanahashi at the New Beginning yeah, show. Yeah, with the high fly. Into the into, Blade yeah. Runner, yeah. And it looked just a little bit stop-starty. And I know Jay White's thing is that he reverses the moves into the Blade Runner and there was just those sequences between Naito and Jay White were just fantastic. Not quite as clean as his ones with Okada, but still very good. I just thought that that ending... Which is that Naito's not a clean wrestler. Like, he's, he's not. pretty no. rough around the edges. But the Blade Runner, obviously, one Blade Runner and it was over, which obviously they're protecting the Blade Runner. Absolutely brilliant. I just thought that the way of getting into it was very sudden and it was just a little bit, I don't know, it seemed a little bit convoluted the way they got him into it. Aside from that one niggle, this was a fucking great match, Chris. Oh, this was really, really good. Like, I like the, the subversion, low subversion of Nightwolf's thing at the beginning when Jay White was doing it. I enjoyed that um, as they didn't. They don't work especially clean together. It's like an RVD scene and that's or something. Like where where like it's pretty rough around the edges. But that's just what Naito is really. So can't really complain on that front. Um, I totally agree with you about that ending. But like I was just watching it going, just fucking. We know what's happening here. Just fucking do it already. <laughs> 
What it's, like, it's, it's like I was waiting for the end of this match, like I'm waiting for Brexit. It's like, just fucking fuck me already. <laughs> In your opinion, I mean, I gave it nine. Does it reach nine for you? No, it's an eight, it's an eight for me. Okay, all right. Why not, does it not reach like, a nine? That, that ending just wasn't... It's literally the ending, basically. Fair enough. Fair enough. Can't like, I... When I think of like match of the tour, it's still the junior match for me. Yeah, the fair enough. Junior tag match. Yeah, Phantasma and Ishimori defeating the Birds of Prey. Yeah. No, I agree. I think the two main events together of Shingo and Goto and then the Intercontinental Championship, they were a better package. I know you enjoyed the Kenta versus Ibushi match far more than I did. Um mm-hmm. but I found those I found those two matches far far better to palette and just they worked really well together but overall those main events obviously if you want to check out the ratings for the undercard please go to the website and find it and you'll be able to check it out i thought they were good overall they were good um, i wasn't it wasn't quite as good as last year's well to be fair one of last year's attraction shows were complete garbage but um with suzuki and naito but with ishii omega and okada tanahashi i think last year so they're slightly stronger Yes, when you've got Okada Tanahashi on a destruction show, you're going to find that difficult mm-hmm. to top, aren't you, really? You're not, not going to exactly. top that with Goto versus Shingo, unfortunately. You're not going to top that with, you know, Yoshihashi and Ishii going for the tag titles. Um, the only thing Yoshihashi should be topping is himself. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Unfair. Hang your head. Um, The Fighting Spirit Unleashed shows, then. In America, Chris. My big question to you before we go into the main matches, and I'm only going to read the results because I haven't watched these because they're not up on World yet, apart from the one from New York. Are they putting, as well as this San Jose show as well, are they putting too many shows on in America at the moment? They're not special anymore. Like, it's a couple of... They're not... They haven't killed territory but i really think um the new beginning tour from earlier in the year sort of hasn't helped new japan in america this year like it was out of their control completely out of their control but i'd overkill i when was the last time we were in america it was g1 wasn't it so far this year we have had the three new beginning tour, the new beginning shows. We had the G1 Supercard in New York. We had the G1 in Dallas. We've had the three Fighting Spirit Unleashed shows on the East on the Coast. We've had the Super J Cup. And on top of this, we have got the San Jose show as well. For me, that's overkill. I think the issue was that New Japan's first um, foray into America was so good with that um, with what was it the G One special in USA. That was those two shows were great. I and think like, as well, there was a five match of years on it. There was a gimmick for it, though, wasn't there? Yeah, no, there was a central thing. Where, and then, like you know, the, the next year when we were back for Fighting Spirit Unleashed or whatever, it was, oh, it was Strong Style Evolved for. Fucking Red Pro still that one. Um, when we went over for that, it, it felt a little like the, the quality was still great, but felt 
less like an occasion. Like American New Japan shows don't feel like an occasion anymore. And and I think this was initially their goal. I think they want to sort of have a few months of the year where they're in America, and that's fine. Honestly, the problem is these American, like these American shows again, they're easy to skip, especially since they're not live streaming these shows. No, and I'm just going to read you some of the results from these shows. So the first one was in Massachusetts in Lowell from the Lowell Memorial Auditorium. A couple of matches to take note of. The team of Chase Owens and Jardo beat the um, Rock and Roll Express with Chase Owens pinning his mentor, Ricky Morton, with the package pile driver. That I really, really liked. How are they still going? Didn't one of them hit a pack? Uh... Destroyer, a replica or something. Yeah, they're still get them. They look, they don't look great for their age, but they can still go in the. They look, they look like a couple of mice. They do, they do. Um, match seven, you've got the Gorillas of Destiny retaining the tag, tag team championships over Rapongi 3K, um, hitting the gun stun on Yo. So again, the Gorillas of Destiny march on, and we've already talked at length about who the fuck is going to take the belts off them. That was pretty much the two matches of any note in LOL. We then moved to New York, the one show that was actually streamed live on World, and that was obviously Tiger Hattori's, sort of his, it was based around him, wasn't it, and how he was not mm-hmm. retiring, but he was on his retirement tour. Matches... I kind of want to see the Hammerstein one just because the Hammerstein's such a good-looking venue and no one but Ring of Honor really runs it. No, it's... it's it... It's an interesting one to look at. We asked what happened with Lance Archer. Uh, he beat Carl Fredericks in match two. Um, so there you go. That was his. Re- that was him. Really moving up the card with Lance Archer. Fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Carl fucking Fredericks. Um, title match. Uh, the seventh match on the card was the Never Openweight Championship match with Kenta defeating Yoshihashi in 25 minutes after a go to sleep. Uh, I was about to ask how that match was. No, it's not 25 minutes. Jesus Christ. That's a long time for this match to go. The show had already, especially when the show started, what, 90 minutes late. The crowd had suffered enough. Exactly. And can we just take a moment to just talk very briefly about the controversy surrounding this show? This show started, what was it, 90 minutes late? I think it was 80-something minutes late. Uh, No, I've I've read a whole (laughs) thing about this. Basically, so, like, in New York... You need to have an ambulance presence for athletic events, which is too bad. That's not a bad law. That's actually a really good law. And the Hammerstein have um, an ambulance company they work with, and they work with it on every single show. Yes. And then I think it's the same at MSG as well, but I, I'm not quite sure. But anyway, um, so <laughs> someone just called up and fucking cancelled the <laughs> ambulance. <laughs> I'm like, okay, but I think the most likely reasons are A, um, the ambulance company fucked up and just said anything to get the angry um, promoter off of the phone. Or B, um, they do, or just there was a miscommunication. Because, like, I've heard sabotage. I'm like, no, that's definitely not. Like, the, the amount of hoops you'd have to jump through to sort of cancel a booking for an event of this size. I've heard everyone Especially from Vince done. McMahon to Ring of Honor have attempted to sabotage is, this show. Ring of, Honor, Ring of Honor wouldn't do that because like, New Japan is the only thing that draws for them anymore. True story. So, True story. But fucking, I'm trying to... 
Like, wasn't there, like, four ambulances at that point? Like, you went from no ambulance to a complete overbundance <laughs> of ambulance. It's like when I lose all my guitar picks and order a 70-pack online, and it's like, well, I now have too many guitar picks. <laughs> it was like a taxi rank of ambulances. It was ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, that just made me laugh. Not the fact they didn't have an ambulance, because, like me and Chris have said, we both think that's actually a really good idea and pretty much a necessity, surely, if you're at a wrestling show. But just the fact that people instantly and, went, Vince has sabotaged it. It's all and then, Vince. And then because um, it was a... Um, it wasn't the company they normally use. Um, the Hammerstein wouldn't let people be thrown into the barricade or brawl on the outside or use weapons. Just absolutely... Just seems absolutely absolute mental. Um, the main event of this tournament, uh, sorry, of this tournament, this card was a special tag match with Coach Ibushi and Kazuchika Okada losing to the LIJ team of Evil and Sonata with Evil pinning Ibushi after 18 minutes and 46 seconds with an Everything is Evil, pretty much cementing the fact that he is going to lose at King of Pro Wrestling. Basically, yeah. We should also mention as well that after Jay White won the Intercontinental Championship, he was challenged by Goto. We've already mentioned this, and Goto will be challenging at... Uh, I don't know, he's not hes not on the King of Pro Wrestling card, so I think we can safely assume that... Well, it was the IC, it was the IC title of Power Struggle last year as well, wasn't it? I think Power Struggle was just went for the IC Yeah, belt. that was where Chris Jericho and Evil put on a very, very good match. Mm-hmm. And um, Suzuki and Ishii put on that closet match of the year. Absolutely outstanding. Oh, what match. a match. Um, and what then match. we go to the Fighting Spirit Unleashed match, the final one in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the 2300 Arena. And unfortunately, uh, it literally nothing of any note happened. I'm um, sick of the ECW Arena so much because it doesn't look like the ECW Arena anymore. We had a a um a six a, sorry a 12 man elimination 12. match jesus christ a 12 man elimination match that didn't go as long as kenta yoshihashi just want to quickly point that out <laughs> um with the team of tanahashi goto ishi yoshihashi and the rock and roll express defeating bullet club with tanahashi being the last man, man standing with chase owens being the person he pinned so make of that that's what not you even will. like an ongoing feud that, that was, that's literally just a fraud together house show thing yeah very in, very bizarre um, like this this sounds like something that was never meant to see the light of day i'll be honest this card does not look great the one last thing i think is there was a match between amazing red and ren narita uh eight minutes and 57 seconds with amazing What's red that, going over Am I wrong? The Amazing Red retire earlier this year, and then just suddenly was like, nah, actually. I don't actually know. I don't know. I don't follow a lot of Amazing Red stuff. I've, I've heard of him, but I don't know a lot about Have you him. seen his match with Osprey? I've seen his match with Osprey in the Super Jacob. Yeah, fantastic. Great stuff. Really good. Um, I'm trying, it's, it's one of those people who I know is really good, but I'm really struggling to think of classic matches to recommend you. I'm sure it's you will like, think so. It's not like with like Bobby Roode, where he's great, but I struggle to think of classic Bobby Roode matches. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. We move then from the east coast of the United States back to Japan, where on Monday, October the 14th at Ryogoku, we have got the King of Pro Wrestling 2019 card. Quickly run through the card, then we've got the El Desperado combat match with Duki, Kanemaru, and El Desperado taking on Sho, Yo, and Taguchi. Did you just call Doki Duki? I call him that all the time now because he annoys me. Um, uh, 
Why would you compare such a shit wrestler to such a great album? That is true. That's true. Great album. Go and check it out for those. Why would nobody have checked that album out? Well, I was about to say, it's fucking, it's Green Day's biggest, well, American idiot, I guess, because fucking idiots, ironically. American yeah. idiots. <laughs> hey. Um, we've got the fourth match in Hiroshi Tanahashi's 20th anniversary tour with the team of Tanahashi and Honma <laughs> taking on Yano and Makabe. So... There's a match I'll be skipping. <laughs> to be fair, that's going to be bollocks. We've then gone some, we've got some six-man tags, and then we get into the good stuff. Fifth match, special single match, Jushin Thunder Liger versus Suzuki. Ooh, that's going to be very, very tasty. Someone's going to die. We've then got the Junior Heavyweight Championship match with Osprey taking on the Super Jacob 2019 winner, El Fantasmo. That, again, should be good, especially well, if it's anything like their Best of the Super Juniors match. I was about to say the Best of the... Like, um, Fantasmo is someone who can do a lot with very little. Exactly. And Osprey is someone who is a, a lot. Have you seen the shit he's been doing on Twitter recently? Osprey? Osprey needs to delete his Twitter. He said he keeps calling himself a sex pig, and like has been telling Rissa um his shoes I can't say it, last name um for um offering her special training and it's just sort of like like it, the cool it, it was cool, cool when you were feeding the fresh um Seth early in the year well but Jesus Christ so, someone take it off him yeah, give it like B do something. B, do something. Take his password off him. Just do anything. Change his password to something he'll never remember. I think it's because um, New Japan don't care at all about, like, um, PR. So he's just sort of, like, kill. He's like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. New Japan <laughs> don't care about PR. This is the same company that let Tamatonga go into the crowd and beat up a fan. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, we then move on to the seventh match, which is a US Heavyweight Championship no disqualification match with presumably a healed John Moxley defending against Juice Robinson. Now, if Moxley is healthy, which he should be because he is due, to, he is scheduled to appear on AEW tonight. This could be fucking great. This could be a sleeper for match of the night. Yeah, absolutely, because the last two matches have been great, especially the um, Super Junior tag um, Super Junior final. But I, I completely forgot about the US belt. It's weird, like with Mo- when it's been on Moxley, it's been such an afterthought because of how Moxley is. This is the same problem we had with the Intercontinental title, though, when it was on Jericho. No, exactly. Um, and it's not even like... It's not the same problem because Moxley hasn't been part-time. The problem is normally when he's coming out without being carried by um, Narita. Shota. Um, so, fucking right. But the, <laughs> literally, just be it LA Dojo or regular Dojo, all fucking young lines are basically the fucking same, all right? It's they get Wow. All I know is that one was abducted. And yes. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, it's... It's normally being carried by Mini Dean. Mini um, Dean. Dean Light. Have you heard Dean Ambrose? Is, Dean Ambrose is now a Dean. Wow. Dean, uh, Dean, Dean, <laughs> Dean. We then move on to the eighth semi-main event, which is the IWGP Heavyweight Championship Right to Challenge contract match with the current holder, Kota Ibushi, taking on Evil. Again, if this is anything like their G1 match, this is going to be absolutely fucking great. I can't wait. I know, it'll be really good. Um, 
Well, there's no way in hell Evil's winning. Not a chance in hell is Evil winning um, because, no offence to Evil, again, everyone who has listened to our Podmania podcasts will know how much I love Evil and Sonata. There's not a chance in hell he's winning that. Not a chance. Um, we then go to the main event, the ninth match, which is a 60-minute limit IWGP Heavyweight Championship match with the champion Kazuchika Okada in his fourth defense, taking on the challenger Sonada for the 72,484th time. You say that, they've had a trilogy this year. Of very, very, very good matches. No, I was about to say, it's not like Tanner and Zach, I'm completely bored of this, because they are, it's a very King Road way of doing things that have been evolving each time, and especially by a G1 match. Either. I oh mean, my god. Haven't they had No, doesn't matter, ignore me. Um Is this going to go the distance? Sixty minutes. You've got Kazuchika Okada, who has beaten Sonada at every possible opportunity. Sonada finally gets that solitary win back in the G one. Do we then revert back to Okada wins? Or do we keep both men strong by giving Sonada a time limit draw, keeping him fresh, keeping him a legitimate challenger, plus it means that Okada doesn't lose the belt heading into Wrestle Kingdom season, which will presumably, this will be his last defence before the Dome. On a card with less matches, I'd be inclined to agree with you. I mean, you look at these matches, Chris. The El Desperado comeback, there'll be nine minutes. The Tanahashi match, seven minutes. We've then no, got... but I'm just talking about it's such a top-heavy card. It is a top-heavy card, but do you see how long do you see Liger Suzuki going? Honestly, if it went ten seconds, I'd probably be satisfied. Honestly, I can't see that going above fifteen because if it's car crash TV, they won't be able to go that long. Um, Osprey Fantasmo, you're looking at late teens, maybe sixteen, seventeen, eighteen minutes. I can see that going twenty. I can't see Moxley Juice going that long, though. No, mostly because we're not. Moxley much... doesn't last. He, he never lasts that long, sorry, Renee. Oh, um, banter. But I'm also not sure how his elbow is either because he was supposed to take on. Who was he supposed to take on? And then he had to pull out. At Bloodsport, it was. Um, oh, was Barnett. it Bloodsport? It was Barnett, yes, of course. Um, Evil and Ibushi, that could, that could legitimately go the distance. I still think we could be looking at a 60-minute time limit draw, you know. Yeah, because when you look at how the stacked card that Dominion was when Omega and Okada went, and it's been a while since we've had a 60-minute draw. And to be honest, these two can keep it interesting. Yeah, absolutely. They're both very, not, very good. Yeah, um, and it's low-key the best trilogy of the year. I can't think of, well, Cole and Ugana. Low-key the best non-NXT um, trilogy this year. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. About from Walter versus the fucking ring post because he keeps fucking chopping it. Oh my like, god, it. it's such a sickening thing. I've seen that live twice. Like, and once it was in um, Brayhead, which is like a medium sized arena, it was quite far back. And you could still fucking hear it, and it's disgusting. Uh, no, absolutely not. No, no, no. You think that's bad? Try, be, try seeing it when you're in the front row of the show. Oh, well, I watched um, Dominion 2018 not so long ago and the match between the Young Bucks and Evil and Sonata and when Nick Jackson kicks the post. Oh, yeah. 
Holy fuck! Yeah, because he didn't even like kick it. it. Didn't didn't like his knee go into it. It was it was all it looked. It looked like his shin bone. Now, obviously, he did it on purpose, and he did it very, very well because it looked very, very realistic. But it just made me go, ah, shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. Thankfully, Uh, he was fine. (laughs) And they walked away with the belts. But that's beside the point. Um, (laughs) Overall, then, really looking forward to King of Pro Wrestling. Should be amazing. I'm I'm more into into this King of Pro Wrestling card than I was the Dominion card. Yeah, the Dominion card was quite with, hit. With miss. the exception of the junior match, I'm more excited about every equivalent. Mostly because Jericho and Okada. <laughs> it's just not a great prospect. They just don't match. The matches that we had at that, because I'm looking at our review of it now, and, I mean, Kojima and Shingo, which was match two, was a really, really interesting match. Really, really good, really hard-hitting You'd then got Ishii and Taishi for the Never Openweight Championship. That was a good match. That was great. Um, Didn't we give that nine? We gave it eight. Oh, um, right. I think I gave it nine, and then you shouted me down. And then Dragon Lee versus Will Ospreay, we gave that ten. That was absolute lunacy. Um, I really hope Dragon Lee doesn't get fucked out of New Japan with CMLL. I, I doubt that. Dragon Lee is a, a good commodity to have if you're New Japan. He's someone you can parachute in when you need someone to challenge, and obviously when you've got the best of the Super Juniors. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him in the Junior Tag League. I'm now just imagining Dragon Lee parachuting into <laughs> fucking Osaka, just like, don't worry, New Japan, I'm coming. In his tiny, tiny pants. Oh, they are so small. They like, are. what's smaller, Dragon Lee's or Batista's? Oh, I think Dragon I, Lee's. I, to be fair, Dragon Lee's in terms of just how much space they take up in this earth are obviously smaller than Batista's. But also, in terms of perspective. I think we need to stop there, don't you? Do you, though? <laughs> and on that note, good. ladies and gentlemen, we are going to stop the podcast there because we've gone on to a comparison between the pants of Dragon Lee and Batista. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, you're right. That's something that belongs in the main podcast. <laughs> thank you so much for listening guys we really do appreciate it listening to the rejuvenated young lion cast you can follow us on twitter at young lion cast you can also follow us on facebook you will be able to follow us on all podcast platforms the website should be up and running it's a shoot off of the podmania website younglioncast.co.uk chris where can they find you on twitter at Candy Chris ninety seven. I never use it anymore. I don't know why I plug my own Twitter anymore because I just end up using the podcast one anyway. Okay, well, just use the podcast one. Just use the <laughs> podcast one, guys. Doesn't matter. Ignore Chris. Don't do his plugs. Ignore him. Uh, you can also follow me at, at Real Rob Goodwin. You can also check out mine and Chris's other podcast, Podmania, with our good friend Garth. That new podcast will be out tomorrow, so check that out. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. 